Ponytails Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ponytails Podcast. I am Andres Gamboa. Welcome to the show. If this is your first episode, welcome, welcome. Glad you are here. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button, follow us, leave us a review. We're on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on there, uh, you can leave us a review. If you're listening on Spotify, leave us a rating on the stars, with little stars. It could be one star. It could be five stars. I don't give a shit. Just uh, tell us what you think. Be honest about it. That's what we like. We're honest about it, too. Um, this is the show that interviews people who sold books door to door with Southwestern Advantage. Now we're not affiliated with Southwestern Advantage. Uh, we're just alumni of the sh- of the of the internship. And you know, a couple of years ago, almost now, we decided to talk to people who did this crazy job because the stories that we told on it were insane. <laughs> and so we thought it would make for a good podcast. And uh, so far, so good. We're 108 episodes in, and I'm excited uh, for our guest today. Austin Heron is on the show with us today. We air live every Thursday at seven central. Uh, Sunday typically at 4 Central, but you know, we're flexible because Sundays are Sundays. And so today we happen to do it at 7 Central too. Who cares? It's our show. We can do whatever we want. Uh, so now on that note, uh, a couple of announcements for you guys. First of all, uh, before we get to Bizzler, well, actually we'll do, do Bizzler actually because it's related. Bizzler is coming up August 15th through the 19th. That's, uh, if you don't know, again, if this is your first episode or if this is the first time you're actually listening to these announcements, um, it's important for you to know, August 15th through the 19th, we're throwing a party in Cancun with a bunch of other alumni, and we're going to be doing uh, a bunch of different activities, you know, the good old slosh ball, the good old volleyball tournament, maybe a couple of networking stuff. But more than anything, it's just an opportunity to have fun. This is not an opportunity to uh, do some sort of MLM thing. There was like a rumor going around that that's what we were trying to do is recruit people for some sort of MLM. That is not what's going to happen. Sorry to disappoint anybody who thought that's what it was going to be. And if that's why you don't want to go, well, you know, that's okay. But now that you know that it's not about that, well, hell, come on party with us August 15th. The last day to sign up though is coming up May 1st. So you guys want to make sure you sign up by May 1st. Um, and that's the way that you can do that is there's a form, a Google form that's in the description of the episode below. So whether you're listening or you're on YouTube, if you just scroll down, there's going to be a little link that says sign up for Bizzler here, click on that thing, fill it out. It's $1,500 per person. Just so you guys know, it could fluctuate depending on if you're just staying uh, in a room by yourself or if you're coming with a spouse, spouses are welcome, uh, but we are keeping it to only people who sold books. So that'd be ideal as if it's, if you sold books and you spouse in, you're they're, they're more than welcome to, but if you're listening to this and you didn't sell books, sorry, you're not invited. You should have gone and sweated and cried in a corner on Tuesdays in the summer. That's what you should have done. Anyway, sorry. That's how it is. <laughs> Make sure you guys sign up for that. We're getting ready for our our trip for with Elevate Wellness. So Elevate Wellness is one of our partners. Uh, it's ran by Seth Hood, Zane Gallagher, Joe Ignis, and I think they just hired another person on. Um, I'll have to confirm with them. But basically, they're the ones that are getting us into shape to be able to look as good as possible um, in actually as good as ever, probably in, in August. And so uh, if you guys are not going to Bizzler, but you're looking to kind of get into shape for the summer, you need that summer bod, you're not too late. There's a six week program that you can get involved with. It's pretty simple to go through. It's very hard to go through, but it's pretty simple. Now, Seth and uh, Zane do a good job of helping us stay in shape by not just only the workouts that they provide, which are new to me. I, I, I've been in a gym rat for a while and 
even the stuff that they have go doing is, is pretty cool and, and new and, and, and exciting. But uh, the nutrition side of it is what I got to brag about. My my weight has been cut and it, it's visible that you can see how much change my body's going through just because I've started eating a lot better. And, you know, it's not something crazy where I'm like only eating broccoli for seven days a week. It's actually kind of nice. So uh, it's good. It's good balance. I have a great diet. And so it's exciting. I'm excited to uh, share uh, all the results at the end of, of our run here once we uh, see you guys in Mexico. So that's everything about Bizzler on that note. Second note that's coming up uh, on April 22nd, we are launching or doing our second launch for our beer. So yesterday in Gainesville, we threw a party uh, for a bunch of people. We gave them a bunch of beer that we brewed. Uh, well, technically someone on our team did, Heather Dutton uh, down in Florida. She brewed our beer and our beer and it was exciting to have a bunch of people come and try it so we launched that and then we're having another like little like get together meeting congregation thing for alumni uh, only and that one is by rsvp if you want to know how to get invited to that make sure you guys reach out to us on our instagram on our facebook um and it'll be a nashville uh, party down in in april 22nd that's going to be at 6 30 um in the evening in nashville and where you're asking where is this party going to be andres it's going to be at lee mccroskey's house so that is exciting um we're going to be doing it for about two about three hours there's going to be a pool floor fire pit really cool get together and a beer tasting it's going to be like a wine tasting kind of vibe so do come a little dressed up and you can kind of taste our beer and kind of network with whoever else is there uh so keep an eye on that rsvps are going to be going out uh and invitations are going to be going out this week so we're excited for that one um we are brought to you by will metcher will is uh, a cool human and will is someone who has been helping us out from the beginning of the year when we started partnering with him to kind of coach us in the right direction how to improve and so that's what he is doing now if you guys are looking to do something else maybe you're not very satisfied with what you're doing for work or you kind of wanted to get back into the sales life um or the coaching life keeping people accountable and making sure that they're hitting their goals and uh doing better with their lives. Maybe you can help Will uh, help others. And so what we're doing now is Will's looking for coaches, other people to help him coach uh, human beings who are either doing really well or looking to grow and just push them to their best selves. And so now that's something that you can join us with and we can give you uh, Will's contact. If you just message us, we will put it out that uh, you're looking to do something else with your life and you guys can join Will on that venture. Um, that is all as far as the announcements today. So now it's time to bring on our guest. Austin Heron is with us. So let's see. Let's join him right. Boom. Let's see if he can join us. There it is. What's up, brother? How we doing, man? Just taking over the world. That's what I'm trying That's right. to do. <laughs> You've practiced those you? announcements a few times, huh? Actually, no. That's just rolling off the tongue. I mean, I've done it several times, but yeah. every time you're different, and I'm just like, I have no script or nothing here. This is just you're just that's it. I'm no, absolutely. Saying. But I, I love the riffing. I love the the little personality added to it too. It's good. Thank you, man. Chuckling. I appreciate. I was that. chuckling. Yeah, absolutely, bro. <laughs> Maybe it's just the IV therapy talking, but. <laughs> you want to show people what you're doing right now? You're taking yeah. steroids. Uh, yeah. If you're if you're listening, yeah. if you're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Obviously you're not you can watching tell this. How freaking jacked I am! So just, just to elevate wellness. That's not part of the fitness. Yeah, right. So yeah, we got a little bit of IV therapy going. This is actually my first time doing it. It's hanging in that nice, beautiful window that's absolutely washing out the camera right now because of all the light. But you got a little snapshot from it. But yeah, this is my first time doing it. My mouth tastes like someone just dumped a bunch of vitamins into it. So it's got to be good for me. Wow. 
I uh, I don't even know what that that sounds like or that tastes like, but damn, you know, like sounds... uh, Flintstone got like Flintstone gummies or Flintstone oh. vitamins. Yeah, that's what it tastes like in my mouth right now. Yummy. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, bro. Well, let me brag about you for a second, and we'll jump into the episode. Uh, my man Austin here stole for four summers from 2015 to 2018. A member of the TD organization, went to Central Michigan University. Uh, just a stud and is now currently well actually that's what we're going to talk about so let's jump, 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 jump into that tell us what you're doing what are you preparing to do i know but you can tell the crowd what are we what are we working on what are you up to now and uh let's jump into that yeah absolutely so uh yeah after southwestern i started selling with aptive environmental which is residential pest control sales um so this is my fourth summer with them and right now I'm in St. George, uh, Utah. We're doing, we're in preseason right now. So basically anybody that's out of school, uh, typically team leaders or experienced reps will go out a month early uh, to you know maximize the time they have uh, selling. And so kind of get the rust knocked off, get things going before rookies come out. That way, um, you know, we have a little pad before the first month of, may when rookies get out there and most of our focus is just making sure they're able to do the job correctly and uh, self-sustaining before we can self you know focus more back on our sales as well so right that's where i am currently already already a difference between the preparation process and the training process of southwestern um is a lot more preparation on the manager end it seems like (laughs) no absolutely yeah um it's cool I, i think I like like sales school is such a fun experience and Southwestern, um, you know, especially your first time as a rookie going off to sell books. Like when you get there and you just see a bunch of people with backpacks running around, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like a culture shock. Uh, but then, I mean, it, the fire hose of information is awesome. And it's, it's such a good week of just, you know, realizing how much you can do in a day. Um, but I do like the aspect of our training where as soon as you sign, which typically we're signing most of our reps in fall, winter time, early, early, uh, or yeah. And like January is when we try to get most of our reps signed on. We're consistently training week by week up until the summer, which I think is very beneficial, especially for rookies. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. And I mean, I mean we had Aston, uh, uh, um, Aaron Raleigh on the show. Uh, and of course, Nick, when they, they both talked about Aptive and, and kind of like some of the differences and subtleties, but from your standpoint, I guess, I mean, what do you, what have you noticed? It's a little different. What have you noticed that's similar and uh, throughout maybe of the whole process, whether it's the recruiting or the selling? Yeah. So, so similarities, um, obviously the job is, is still all mindset and attitude. Um, you can be the best salesman in the world, but you know, if, if, if you don't have a good attitude and yeah, you, you're not, uh, be, you're not able to handle rejection and, stay even keel throughout the day and not, you know, get on the emotional roller coaster that can be sales, uh, especially door to door sales, uh, then it's mm. not going to be a good summer. So still, still the same there. Um, I would just say there's subtleties, like I'm, I'm sure folks who have listened before have heard with Aaron and Nick talking with our schedule. Um, you know, we have a, I would say, I would say a little bit of balance, but you know, it's still a, an intense summer, you know, we're working, you know, Monday through Saturday, um, but we have morning meetings in the morning where we're meeting up with the team, uh, everybody on our team with all of our reps, which is nice and going to role plays, um, and doing more training. And then we, you know, ride out to turf with car partners, 
and we meet up for lunch and then um and then saturdays we typically work only until like five or six so um i think the schedule allows for just more accountability which you know that part of knocking oh. the door <laughs> yeah so it's kind of nice um you know it's just a reminder that there's other people out there with you. I guess it just is a reminder of the community that's out there working with you at the same time. Cause obviously in books, when you're out in the, you know, BFE in Texas or South Carolina, it's, it's hard to remember that you're not the only human being on earth sometimes, especially at three o'clock when, you know, no one's answered um, and it's hot and you're sweaty. Uh, so that's what I, I think is the biggest difference uh, with this is the schedule and the accountability aspect of it um, and has been the the biggest help for me um, growing in my own personal sales and my you know confidence and my self-belief in what I can do is the schedule has definitely benefited myself. Wow, that's pretty good, man. I, I feel like there's something there to be said about, I, mean, I think this has come up before on the show when we talked to European uh, friends or we talked to other people who know about European schedules where like, uh, they have a, a sh in, in the book business, they have like a shorter schedule. They, yeah. Like the Europeans don't start till like 9 a.m. knocking. And yeah. then they actually get done right as it gets dark, unless they have yeah. appointments, which I think is kind of where they're moving towards more now, the, the United States folks. But but yeah. uh, I always thought like knocking on a, someone's door at like 7.30 in the morning was, if Bro. you don't have an appointment, is like, yeah. what? You know? Yeah. Because you're like, even if they have little kids, it's like parents usually like to sleep in on Saturday mornings. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If, they, if it works for work, them. So, yeah. Yeah. If you didn't work turf, like, or if you didn't know how to set up morning gravy well, then yeah, it was some dicey knocks. <laughs> Definitely. Dude, I, I got kicked out of towns because of that before. Now, I'm not saying this is happening to you. So, if you're selling books right now, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean that that's, that, don't let us get you out of schedule. Do your thing. But, yeah. but for me, I was just like, shit. Yeah. I, I just got the cops called. Brown dude I would, with tattoos. I would usually save like trailer parks for going and knocking in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> just because I, I feel like uh, that was a little bit more, uh, I don't know, people were just a little bit more chill there. And some they don't call the cops. Yeah. And sometimes they're just outside. So, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's so funny how, like, who taught you that? Did you just learn that by yourself or did you, did someone teach you that? So Christian Abay, um, and to be honest, um, he would say, you know, find people either in trailer parks or, you know, for some reason, Hispanics stay up super late. So I would always save yes. Hispanic families because they're the yeah. chosen ones when it comes to books. Um, I, 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 one selling books just learned to love their culture so much because of how, you know, family focused they are. Like they will do anything in the world for their children, um, which is awesome. And a lot of times yeah. they don't have the resources either. Um, yeah. And obviously that, that comes from, you know, the journey they, that they have, you know, moving to America or wherever they are or moving off to, to find a better opportunity. And so I just, you know, always found that uh, always vibe very well with, with Hispanic families. Hell yeah, dude. I believe it or not, my entire career, I, I sold in upstate New York and New England and mm -hmm. I think I ran into like three Hispanic families my entire four summers. Really, so bro? Yeah. That's so I never got a chance to be like, I, I was, I was so excited because I'm like, if I find a lot of them, then it's going to yeah. be like instant rapport. I'm like, Hola. Yeah. 
Hey, like that's yeah. a fucking sale. To 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 that point, all three of them that I met, I, they did buy most uh, yeah. gen, most most uh, notably my uh, third summer one, which is a cool one, one of my favorite stories from the book field. But but yeah, I understand what you mean. Like they're they're also honestly as a Hispanic, they're probably less likely to call the cops because yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. It's just a white yeah. dude, right? They're not scared yeah. of a white kid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Fact. Yeah. That's but, so true. Yeah. On the other hand, yeah, trailer park. But see, nobody taught me trailer parks. I just, that's just something I figured out on my own. Like, it's just yeah. funny how we all do that. And then we call it good when we know that's really not what it is. Like, what? Yeah. Not, that's not the actual knock. I mean, technically, you knocked on a door at 7 30, but it wasn't yeah. really. It's like it's like driving to turf and like knocking on a house thirty or like thirty minutes out of outside of the actual area you plan on knocking on that day just to get you know your start time before you know seven thirty or eight. Yeah. So why not just start at nine? You know what I mean? Right. Just it's good. No person's gonna get mad at you for knocking at nine in the morning on Saturday. Even some people might be cranky, but it's just it's like it's still nine. It's a fair. It's fair game. Like things are happening, man. You know, like yeah. Move, go ahead, right? Stores are opening. Um, yeah. Seven thirty though. Ooh, some, especially like if you lived at the beginning of the summer where you always start like to the turf that's closest to you and you're in your yep. breakfast spot. Yeah. And you're like the least experienced. Yes, bro. Yeah. And it's like week two, Saturday number two. You kind of like yeah. got trashed the first week, just trying to get it together. It's been a yeah. rough week too. Seven yep. twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah knees are shaking at the door you're just shaking like a leaf no absolutely um no i i think uh have you ever read the book happiness advantage yes sean eichhorn no uh sean yes yeah that's, that's the same sean sean I, i'm gonna miss right now it's it's a acre sean acre 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 there you go so no absolutely i think um with this schedule it's I don't know. It's it's just way easier to keep uh, your mentals and your chickens in check. Uh, sh- uh, shout out to who who said that? Marsh Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, Marshawn yeah. Lynch said that. Um, That's right. It's a great and book. So, by the way. Yeah, uh, it is a great book. I mean, what I love about that book is like, um, like it, how it, how how it teaches you to. Uh, look at happiness in such a different way that, you know, happiness isn't a destination, you know, obviously it's, you know, learning to enjoy the process. And so I think the schedule that we have here is just, um, it's way easier to, to be able to enjoy the process because you have some personal time for yourself to just kind of decompress after the day, you know, eat a good dinner, cook yourself a meal at night, um, you know, work out in the morning if you like to. And then on Saturdays, we, you know, are able to go out with the team and, um like i said before the summer is still a grind and you know we're there to work but those you know extra hours that we that we do have definitely make a big difference that's for sure yeah man i can't i I, the the, at some the diminishing returns right of like all those extra hours that the bookings are doing i I mean it's it's got to take a toll by week 12 i feel like and and don't get me wrong the the hour the schedule we worked at southwestern is probably one of the reasons why you know we've had you know found a lot of success here just because we were so used to the schedule we worked with southwestern like coming here and the schedule we worked here it just you know felt like a normal job kind of like a breath breath of fresh air but you know we're still working 60 70 or 60 65 hours a week with like our morning meetings 
So still a lot of work. I mean, it's still knocking on doors in the sun for sure. I mean, it's like you're you're yeah. still eating shit for a while. So I, I get it. I get it. And it's rough. I mean, you're the 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 biggest difference from what I understand from Aaron's episode is is the money. I mean, yeah. make, the money makes sense even more so with all those yeah. hours. So you better be if you're making that kind of money, you know. But no, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's definitely uh, more lucrative. I think anything uh, when when it, you're selling a service with you know reoccurring subscription, re recurring subscription fee. Obviously, uh, we're selling a little bit higher ticket item, um, and also our our target market and our you know ideal customer is almost anybody in a home. So that opens you know up a lot of um, opportunities than you know just looking for families. Um, and plus, I felt that was also beneficial was um, not having to do as much pre-approach. I mean, obviously, you still do pre-approach in in um, here in pest control. Mainly, it's like looking for signs of life at on a home. So, like looking to see if the you know trash cans are still out by the street and it's trash day. Obviously, someone's at home if they haven't brought their trash cans up. Typically, unless they're just a lazy piece of shit. But right. um, <laughs> It happens. <laughs> yeah. uh, looking to see if there's oil stains in the driveway and there's no cars there. Obviously, they're not home because they typically park in the driveway. Or if there's tracks into the driveway, that means that garage parkers or the blinds are open. So um, I found that not having to think as much between doors in this and just being able to go to the next door, go to the next door, go to the next door without having to get a pre-approach or think where I'm trying to go next just helped me to be able to focus so much more on the activity of selling rather than just getting to my next prospect, which just helped with me because I'll be honest, I was, I was super off schedule in my book summers. Um, and so with this, along with the accountability that in the schedule that we have and just the prospecting process being so much simpler, I found it so way easier for me just to stay focused on the task at hand. God, well, that's oh, there's so much there. <laughs> there's so much there to even comment on. Well, first of all, first of all, I hope I hope like Dustin Hillis and Dan Moore are listening to this, and maybe a bell goes off in their head, and it's like, huh, what would happen if your rookies you had them sell from like dark, like you know, like nine to dark, which changes throughout the summer, and then all your overachievers, which we're gonna overachieve anyway. You really train once they got those fundamentals down. You train them on how to set appointments. And just focus on that because clearly they got the fundamentals down to sell. And then all of a sudden by week six, you have a lot of rookies who are really, really motivated, who are already selling the typical schedule anyway, because yeah. they are that kind of motivated people that which those were going to be those kids anyway, right? The yeah. off schedule kids that, and there's nothing wrong with necessarily having like a, I mean, unless you're like completely off schedule all day type thing, but like, you know, yeah. if you're still, if you're still selling and, but you're a little bit more lazy, I guess, if you want to call it through the sell plus or not, yeah. really what that means is if you want to take more mental breaks because it's sane to do so and nobody's blaming you for that. So you shouldn't feel guilty about it. That's really yeah. the, the then that's okay go ahead and do that and still work your hours and who knows maybe a person like you with that kind of like schedule would have done would have done a much better job of staying on schedule during your book days because that just makes too much fucking sense doesn't it i mean i don't know no no absolutely um that it that reminded me of um what was i gonna say it just kind of slipped my mind but yeah i totally agree with you um for me yeah brain fart it's all good. We were talking. I mean, we were talking about we were talking about like the the how if Southwestern implemented a more lighter, not lighter, but just like more yes, secure schedule. Go. Yeah, now I remember. You, what you I was got it. Say yes. Yeah, so I think that's I think that's what our schedule 
um, does a really, or the way our schedule is set up is really beneficial for just up, like basically appeasing to the standard rep, not the overachiever, not the underachiever. Like you have to be a hard worker if you want to do well with this schedule and you got to be able to stay, um, stay focused and on task. But um, I think it, I think we do a good job of not scaring away some people who are still not fully bought in to what they're doing and what they're getting into that summer. And then, you know, once you're three, four weeks in, then you can start, you know, showing those, you know, average reps or underachieving reps. Okay. Look at the correlation between the overachievers and how much extra hours they're working on Saturday. They're not stopping at four or five. They're deciding to work the rest of this, you know, rest of the day on Saturday, or they're setting up, you know, late night appointments. And so it's, it's way easier, I think, for people to, acclimate to this schedule and then want to work more because they see, oh, if I just work more, I'm going to make more sales and the money's good. So I might as well just work more. Well, I mean, right there alone, if Southwestern, if anybody Southwestern is listening, maybe there's a, there's a drop of suggestion for you. Hey, we don't know. It's 160 years old, so maybe don't change it, but also, you know, <laughs> innovate. I don't know. Fucking <laughs> just something, man. Like, can you believe it was like 2012, my first summer, and the website was like barely a thing? It had, I think it was just like the first year it was like fully full operational. And it's yeah. like, guys, the internet was invented 12 years ago. In, in internet times, that's a long time. Like, yeah, bro. Guys, how did it take it this long to innovate? And now they have, but then it's just like they're catching up, you know? Um, yeah. And so they're not the best at innovating. That's the problem with tradition and, and, and being mm-hmm. the oldest internship in America is maybe innovation is a weakness. Uh, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's no, perfect. We weren't perfect either. So it's, no. all good. it's all good. I've always thought that they should do, honestly, like kind of drop books and just make complete or just stick to completely customizable um, subscriptions. So based on your kid's age range, based on, you know, their struggles or weaknesses or their strengths or weaknesses in school, like you can pick what, what, um, what content that they want on their you know portal or whatever it is for for their subscriptions and you know have different price ranges for it and then pay you know reps the residual off of those subscription-based websites and honestly do a contract with it so that they're you know at least have to be with them a year or 18 months whatever it is You should be, and no offense to no offense to Dustin or anybody work, but you should be a part of their like executive team, dude. Look at that. You just <laughs> created a solution to how to you just created the retention solution. Can you imagine yeah. if you told the rookie, listen, any websites that you sign up, drop the book. So not only does that save us money on the overhead cost of all the shipping that everybody's paying, both on the company side and the customer side and the rep side, because really the company doesn't pay for shipping. It's a customer. Yep. And then yeah. the rep has to pay the shipping on the way back if they need to ship the books back, right? Yeah. So all the money that you save on storage units even, right? Yeah. Like gone, right? Yeah. Then you're also giving them the option to say, look, it's your first summer. You just got done with your freshman year of college. Might as well do this for four summers because everything that you sell is going to actually be residual to you for your entire college career. So by the time yep. that you get done with your fourth summer, you have actually accumulated 1,200 customers over four different summers. Uh, how likely are you to stay for a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth summer? Yep. To build a team, to have that residual come out of them, which they already kind of do, right? Yeah. To uh, come back every summer. Yeah. 
Well, yep. there you go, Southwestern Advantage. Well, can, we, can we copyright <laughs> that? Let's copyright that. That's Austin Hands and Andres Gamboa's new strategy, business strategy plan. For, we should just uh, stop the podcast now. Yep, and just send this straight to Dustin. Like, um, to whom it may concern, skip to minute 24. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> that's legit, dude. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Good, good, good look at you. Look at your brain. Check out the big brain on Austin. It's the oh, liquid yeah. IV, man. I'm only gonna blame. I'm gonna blame everything on that. <laughs> oh, that's epic, dude! Hell yeah, cool, dude. So yeah, Aptiv sounds like a like a fun time. I know, I I, I know there was like some people that were upset at the way that uh, that like you know, and it's this is like common for like for everybody. But when, yeah. when book kids leave to go on something else, they always get pissy with it. And it's like, dude, yeah, come on, yeah, on. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Yeah, people go high atmosphere. Let them go. It's yeah, okay. exactly. I, yeah, I always was kind of confused at that because, you know, obviously it's always sold as a launching pad to, um, to, you know, your next, you know, career and just setting you up for, um, found, you know, foundational skills of success to just do well in life and whatever you're going to go off to. But obviously they're a business and, you know, want to continue building the business. So I understand why their belief has to be high and, um, but you're right. I think there has to be a little bit more buy-in atmosphere with it too as well. And I wouldn't say that I left in the, the best way. Like, for example, Ooh. I was actually going to sell one one more summer um, for a fifth summer and had not recruited anybody uh, for that summer at all and just was not in a good place mentally. And at that point, um, it just had felt like, you know, nothing had changed up in that point in me except the date <laughs> and the, and the time. And I hadn't, um, I, I, I didn't think I was in a better spot than I was the previous summer and didn't see it going, you know, better than my last four summers. And I just felt like I, I was going to continue down the cyclical path of just being off schedule. Cause it, you know, I, it, it just became a habit at that point of starting and stopping and starting and stopping where, um, Nick gave me a call. Nick Warner gave me a call like a week before the summer started where I was going to go to drive down to sales school because uh, I had told Sam Warner that, you know, I had saw a Snapchat that Sam Warner posted of them selling pest control. I was like, man, I wish I was out there with you guys. And he told Nick, yeah. Nick called me. And then the next day I made the decision to go to Aptiv. And so that was like five days before I was supposed to go down to sales school. Ooh, that pissed people off. Yeah. <laughs> So, and it was the right decision. I think that um, I wasn't in a great, you know, place mentally. And I think I would have brought, you know, that much to the team, just probably another um, experienced rep to you know, live with some rookies. Um, so, and then obviously the experience I've, I've found here has been exponentially um, better than my own personal sales experience. Not to say that I had a bad experience in Southwestern, um, because of their program, it was mainly just because of, you know, my own stupid mistakes and not following the schedule, uh, that was laid out for me. Well, well, first of all, congratulations and, um, beanie off, I guess since I have a beanie, but beanie off to you for, uh, following and being, and taking ownership of the reasons why, you know, things didn't work out as well as we wanted them to. Cause most people are like, oh, they're, it's a cult and they don't like it. And you're like, no, that is not true either. There's a lot of yeah. people that go sell a lot of books and they're really, really good at it. And that's fantastic for them. But some people don't. And it's all because of you. <laughs> so yeah. 
you you taking ownership of that is is great it's a good that's a good move and that's commendable because most people don't even get that far that's that's where their southwestern daddy issues start is they don't take ownership of like that part that's okay it was because of you right yeah people people sell a lot of books right yep there there are some that are uglier than you yeah some that is not as smart as you and they sell more books than you do because they're working harder than you do and that's okay just own it yep and then you can move on. That's what I had to do, right? Um, and so yeah. I commend you for that. That's hard to do. Um, on the other hand, also they shouldn't be so pissy about you like leaving. Because honestly, as a, as an org leader, if I was an org leader and I had a manager that I know is probably going to be off schedule because he's been off schedule for four summers on and yeah. off, right? I'd be like, yeah. "That's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, exactly. See ya. I, I understand. Yeah. Go on. Um, yeah. But they don't. They have this like uh, hang on to everything vibe and it's it's it leaves people in a really bad place yeah. it, it gives them this bad taste in their mouth unfortunately um I that's think, just the truth yeah i think one of the only reasons um you know honestly if i started out door to door with uh pest control and had been you know as off schedule as as i was in some of my summers with southwestern i probably wouldn't be still with active they would have probably let me go after my first summer um and so I think the only reason I was around, like stayed around Southwestern so long was uh, one, um, my claim to fame in TV was I was one of the best like roommates basically. And almost every summer, none of my, none of the rookies with me quit whatsoever because, you know, I was, I always kept a really good mood and really good attitude and no one knew what was happening in the backgrounds, um, you know, throughout my days. So um, nice. But Same. so I, I felt well, I felt uh, pretty good about not bringing other people down um, into my bullshit. So that's huge, too, man. That's a that's a team player. You were a team yeah. player that just was ready to for something else. And that's all right. Fuck, yeah. Who cares? You did great. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Nice. All right. So now let's wind the clocks back really quick. Before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about some of our partners. But where we're going now for folks that are listening is we're about to chat about your origin story. Now, I want to hear. I'm excited to think about. But while I'm doing this, think about like, you know, roll your block, clock back and be like, all right, where the heck was I? Try to try to I don't know if you have any stories written down, but this would be a good moment to like have them ready for us. But um, uh, I just want to chat a little bit about who. Do, do you remember Pat Roach? Did you ever watch him do like a, a keynote address? Yep. Hell yeah. Yep. Pat's the shit, man. And he runs uh, Southwestern Real Estate. So uh, we're working with Southwestern Real Estate to help them uh, grow their team. I don't know that they need much help because it's expanding so quickly. Uh, they're in 14 different states. So if you've ever been interested in, in real estate and maybe it's kind of time for you to move on to the next thing, maybe this is a good timing. Whatever you're listening to this could be live. It could be in a couple months from now. But if you're looking for something else to do, you love real estate, but you're looking to get into it in a, in a culture that's really positive and maybe just take the positive side of, of Southwestern Advantage in a culture that's healthy and helps you grow, this is the place for you. Reach out to us. We'll put you in touch with Pat. Um, super awesome. 99% drama free, as Pat likes to say. And more than anything, uh, it's just a really fun environment. A lot of the people that we found on the show have uh, have been our agents with them, and it's just only positive reviews. Same as Aptive. So um, cool. We're also brought to you by Martin and Lucas. Martin and Lucas, Martin Cow, Lucas Biscop. They're uh, actually both current book guys. They're awesome dudes. Uh, do you know Martin Austin? Yep. Dude. Yep, I met him. Dude, met dude. him on the last Sizzler I was on. Hell yeah! And do you know Lucas too? Um, I don't know if I know Lucas. I kind of uh, have to well, see the face. Dude, they're just two really cool dudes. You know what I'm talking about? Just really nice, yeah. nice people. But uh, they're DJing. 
Wait, 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 I can't really do the DJ sound. Hopefully, uh, but so the point is, that's what you could have at your wedding, my DJ sounds, or you could have a legit DJ and have it kill it and bring the party to you or uh, and to your event. And that's Martina Lucas. So uh, reach out to us. If you're hosting an event, they're going to be actually doing our Bizzler event. Hell yeah. And they've done the Freddy's. They've done my wedding. Uh, they've done a couple other events that we've kind of already set them up with. Uh, so we're excited uh, for you guys. If you guys go with Martina and Lucas, you actually get a discount by hearing about them through us. So make sure you call us. And if you're a book person, you also get a discount. So they bring the party. They know what's going on. They know how to keep it live. And uh, for sure, uh, again, message us on Instagram. We'll get you set up with Martina and Lucas. Um, and lastly, Cardinal Insurance, Cardinal Senior Benefits. And so um, Greta Huerta also just got done selling books recently. You probably know Greta Austin. She was selling right around the same time you were. Total badass chick, five summers, and she is so freaking cool. But she's crushing it right now. Her team is cruising. So maybe Southwestern Real Estate wasn't your vibe. This might be something else to look into. Big boy, big girl job, a little bit more of a grown-up type of vibe. Uh, don't have to hunt for your leads. But we're just proud of Greta because she is uh, raising the bar there. She got jumped into that company as a rookie, broke the record, and now everybody's like crushing. So you love you love something like that, and you love to celebrate something like that. So Greta, shout out to you. She's got you. But if you guys are interested in working into in the finance space, uh, that's a good spot to land at. Uh, couldn't recommend it more. Pedro Vega is also working with them. The chapel, or I think uh, one of the chapel uh, spouses is working with them as well. So more news on that. Greta, love you lots. Shout out to you. Um, now, Austin, my man, let's wind the clock back. So this is 2015 spring, or is it, or is it fall of 14? So yeah, I guess I already got recruited in spring of 2015, and so Literally. yeah, was in like a uh, a lecture hall. Obviously, they were you know doing uh, uh, the, the handouts, right? Uh, <laughs> the the questionnaires, excuse me. And so, uh, yeah, Christian Bay was uh, at the time recruiting at Central, um, and that's how I got introduced to him. Viv, Viv, V's taking, V's taking out my IV drip right now. Hey, Once v. Again, shout out. Heck yeah! <laughs> shout out. Ask to, her if she uh, knows she's live on the air right now. Do you know you're live on a podcast right now? Oh, awesome. She said, "Awesome." <laughs> Ask her if she's gonna listen to it. Are you gonna listen to it, V? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I think that's like a hard 20%, maybe. <laughs> that's a hard 20%, maybe. But V is probably not going to listen to it because she's only in it for like 1%. She's like, yeah, maybe exactly. if I was the whole guest, then she'd be all yeah. about it. But I'm sure, sure she, she has some cool video. stories to share. Yeah, she probably has Do you care if, it, if you're on the air? No. She doesn't care. <laughs> okay, cool. We actually probably should have asked. So that's good yeah. that she that she confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah, my 2020 hindsight legal skills. <laughs> there, there you go. That's it. It's like, oh, we didn't get sued. Thanks, Austin. Yeah. Huge. 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 Um, all right. So spring 2015. You get yep. a, you get oh, maybe we should explain for people who didn't sell books what a questionnaire is. And like because we haven't done that yeah. in a while. So go yeah. ahead. So yeah, um Christian Bay comes in. I think uh, do you know Sarah Nanini? I do not know. So or no, so her name is now Sarah Majeski because she's married to she's married to um uh, my Jake Majeski. No, Jake Majeski. Yeah, his older brother. But anyway, so she was um also doing the surveys with us or with Christian and handing out the questionnaires. And so what happens is they come into a lecture hall 
at the beginning of the class. They hand out all the questionnaires to everybody. They get in front of everybody and, you know, basically give an elevator pitch about Southwestern. And so all I heard was college internship, you get to go to cool places and you make, you know, average $8,000. And I was like, well, I could probably use $8,000. <laughs> Not for anything good, obviously, at that point in my lifetime, <laughs> but I could probably use it, of course. Um, All the Tinder dates I could go on with $8,000. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and all the beer I could buy for my fraternity brothers and, you know, be the cool guy at the parties. Heck yeah. Um, no, so, and then I got a call like, you know, a week later, came to one of the informational settings or one of the inf informational meetings. I remember Snapchatting one of my buddies during it and being like, I think this is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> But decided you to Google sign, it. <laughs> yeah, but decided to sign up for an uh, interview anyway. Um, and so sat, you know, and met with Christian Abay, you know, went through the interview process, uh, got hired or, you know, got hired and accepted. And then um, at the same time, my one of my fraternity brothers, Cash Gartee, also was doing it too. So it was kind of cool. Um, you know, we were going to be going out together and we were training together. Of course, we didn't really do much training at all together before the summer. Um, because we didn't really know what we were getting into, but, uh, yeah, I trained with Actually. Christian Bay for like a month and a half. Um, didn't know my sales talk whatsoever, memorized it on the way down to sales school. Um, probably almost died driving to Nashville, of course, like everyone else or like, you know, 70% of people who go to sales or go to off the sell books. And then, yeah, sold in, um, oh, I remember I, I fell asleep which was ridiculous, like during Dan Moore's like opening speech in sales school, because I had stayed up the night before to, and then drove nine hours and then fell asleep during his sleep or his speech. I remember Christian was bumping me, like waking me up, but I was absolutely exhausted, even though he's like one of the best speakers in the world. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, that, you can't, it's, it, that's saying, you might, that's not talking about how Dan's skill is. It's more talking about no. how tired you were, because if you're able yeah. to fall asleep during Dan Moore talking, you're just exhausted. Yes. <laughs> no, seriously. No, his, so his voice, his voice is like butter. And, you know, I would put him up there with, you know, Morgan Freeman and Matthew McConaughey's voice. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So, Such a good but, speaker. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll shut it down to watch Dan talk for sure. No, absolutely. So yeah. And then that first summer was in Asheville, uh, in the Asheville, North Carolina area, which was absolutely beautiful. Beautiful, Bro. I, oh. I had some of the best turf. I had the best turf in the world, but obviously oh, didn't so utilize crazy. it. <laughs> um, uh, my cousin lives in Asheville, so I've been there. Okay. It's so beautiful up there, dude. Wow. Oh my gosh, dude. I thought I got to see more of it than I would have actually saw if I was, you know, followed the, the schedule like I should have. <laughs> so I, I had some cool rides at the Blue Ridge Mountain contemplating life and my, and, and my purpose and what I was doing. But uh, nice. uh, yeah, it was a beautiful summer. I lived with Christian Bay, Kashgar T. Uh, I remember we first got up to our host family, the Guffies, and their son had sold with Southwestern as well. I think he was went to. I think he's a, a corn husker. He's from Nebraska, I believe. He went to Nebraska. Let's go! I have to find this person. Who's who is it? The Guffies? Yeah, Guffy is his last name. I can't remember his first name. Um, it, it might not be Nebraska where he went to school. I can't remember though. Uh, but anyway, oh, yeah. stayed at their stayed at their place one night because we 
it was like only five miles from where our breakfast location was, but it, because it was up like switchback turns into the mountains, it took like 30 minutes to get up there. So we're like, there's no way we can drive this every single morning to our breakfast spot. So then that first summer, right out of the gate, had to start knocking for a place to live. Um, and then me and Cash found um, this old lady named Jane Collins, which she's the baddest old, like the most badass old lady ever. She was 89 years old. She took me, Christian, and uh, Cash in um, and had the coolest setup. She was like just up in the mountains, had this sweet view out the back deck. She that year had just gone skydiving as an 89 year old <laughs> like yeah. dude she, is she still alive no unfortunately not. Uh, yes damn. she was one of the dude. coolest ladies ever we're thinking about doing like a couple episodes or like a or like maybe a, not a month but maybe like a week of like a panel almost of like host families that are, that would be yeah. willing to like do come on the show and have them be like honorary alumni where like they yeah. share like their side of what it's like having people do this uh yeah and that would have been cool to have her but unfortunately yeah. r.i.p yeah uh jane collins we, yeah. you are missed and you're eternally skydiving good for you exactly so yeah um uh that's sold that first summer in Asheville. You know, had a, a very poor summer. I think the first day I went off to get my permits, um, I, you know, started to drive my tea and I saw like there was a parking lot of, across from the first house I was going to knock. And I was just like, you know, I don't know if, if it was fear, but I just <laughs> went and parked in that parking lot and was just staring at that house for like 30 minutes. And then ended up accidentally falling asleep and then like woke up an hour later and then went and knocked on the door. And the first guy was like kind of mean, but then at the end of it, he was like, Hey man, how long have you been doing this for? And I was like, Oh, today, this is literally the first door I've ever knocked on. He's like, well, Hey, if you want to come sell insurance with me, I really liked how you handled yourself. That's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know that I was literally casing his house for like an hour and accidentally fell asleep. <laughs> he does now, sir. If you're national listening, this guy, he knows so, the color of your door to this day. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that summer I sold like, just under 500 units so an absolutely abysmal summer um you know it's like the epitome of fingers on a chalkboard i think if someone had a part a sales school of how not to you know do your southwestern southwestern career it would just be you know a slideshow of my summers um and so just like <laughs> yeah dude I, like the amount of work i put into not being like starting and stopping was probably the same amount of mental energy that it would have took just to stay on schedule. And so like so, something, you know, retrospectively looking back at it is like, choose your pain. Like you, you're going to have pain regardless of whether or not you're on schedule, whether or not you're off schedule. And, you know, it's only suffering if you're not, you know, on schedule and, you know, ensuring that it's not just um, pointless pain, that it's, you know, actually uh, growing pains. So. Wow. Well, dude, that's, I, I think that's a beautifully way to look at things and a beautiful way to say that. So good, to, good, good stuff right there. Um, what, what were you doing when you say you spent a lot of effort? What were you doing trying to avoid this? What was, if you, I mean, if you want to share it, it's your call, but yeah, like, what, no, what was absolutely. it like doing that? Cause maybe there's someone listening to this that's like off schedule right now and it's like June and then it's like, dude, yeah. don't fucking go, go back to work. Here's what I do. Yeah. Don't do that. 
Dude, honestly, it's, I, I think um, I've always had trouble with um, paralysis by overanalysis of tasks at hand. I've always struggled with procrastination. And so always the, the thought of doing something is 10 times um, more mentally strained than the actual activity you know, you tend to find out. So, you know, once you actually get into something and stop procrastinating, you're like, okay, this isn't actually bad. I've built it up way in my head. I mental mushroomed about it. And so when I, when I knocked and when I was on schedule, um, I would sell and I would sell really well. And uh, when I obviously wasn't knocking and staying on schedule and, you know, not taking breaks, then I obviously wouldn't sell well. Um, and so I, I, I don't know why I never had that mental click. Like each summer, something that I, I guess I can take some pride in. Each summer, I've always grown in my uh, seven years of knocking yeah. door to door. Never not progressed in my own personal sales. Um, but in Southwestern, you know, four summers I went from like four hundred to seven hundred the next summer, and then I went to like thirteen hundred, and then the last summer was like sixteen hundred. And so, like that that's the that's the summers I had. Um, and I don't know, I think, like I said, it was just, it just became more of a habit than anything. Each summer I got farther along, um, into the summer where I was on schedule. So like my last summer, I feel like I made it like five and a half weeks without getting off schedule. And then as soon as that happened, like Matt Ross would call it doing heroin basically. And then it, it's just like really hard not to, you know, fall into that routine so what i would say is like don't build it up in your head that much because i think sometimes it's like similar to how cigarette and tobacco companies build up how hard it is to quit uh you know smoking cigarettes because they don't want you to right it, they, there's this pain of like um the the effort of quitting something a bad habit is going to be too painful so might as well continue doing it um oh right yeah does that make sense yeah that makes i never thought about it that way but you're absolutely right yeah yes and it's talked about in atomic habits you talk, um uh yeah. james uh james clear talks about it how it's just built up to be way harder than it actually is and so i i found that with myself is that i built up off schedulness to be too hard to come back from um, whereas I should have just made an effort to you know check myself right when it happened and be like okay that's just not me Mm. so that's just huge. don't let don't let happen more than once in a row like if you if you get off schedule one time that's fine forgive yourself and i think that's something i i um was not good at in my southwestern career was forgiving myself for for making mistakes and then i would just Ooh. take a break and just get into a pity party about it that's deep that's deep my sir that's awesome i mean that's an awesome thing to recognize about yourself it's not awesome that you were good at forgiving yourself yeah but like from a, from a standpoint of like okay so let's dig deeper into that how how do you how do you forgive yourself for something so maybe now this is getting more more less book related but maybe more generally maybe someone listening to this needs to forgive themselves for whatever thing that they did what what technique was there anything specific that you thought about or anything that you found that helped you kind of like snap out of it quicker make so i think self-talk yeah. or something i don't know what, it, what what did you do yeah so i i think um i think it, one way to think about it and i've gotten way better at this actually being out of southwestern and being able to like just learn from all the mistakes i made during those four years um you know how would you treat your best friend if they got off schedule 
like you wouldn't shit on them right you wouldn't say man you're a piece of shit um i don't like like you wouldn't treat your best friend the way you sometimes treat yourself so like look at yourself as your best friend sometimes or your brother or your sister or your mom or your dad like how would you treat someone else like if you're truly a good person you treat other people really really well and you sometimes you don't treat yourself as well as you treat other people mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's good so. alicia huck alicia huck talked about this we were talking about this in her episode um the link would probably be up here somewhere in the corner if you're listening somewhere in that corner mm-hmm. um but um the she talked about the untethered soul have you said have you read that book i have not nick um Nick always talks about it, which actually Nick just popped in here. He, he, oh, just, got up, his, Nick? he just got his liquid, his IV treatment done. So. What's up, dude? <laughs> What's up, Andres? How are we doing? Dude, just taking over the world. He can't just hear taking me. over the world. Yeah. That's right. One podcast at a time, man. Yeah, we're talking about the tethered soul and, 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 and you know, the the book really does a good job of, of talking about book, it. By the way. Oh, what's that? What'd you say? I still got to get a signed copy of his book. You still oh, got to yeah, get just, a, a signed copy yeah. of his book. Just, uh, just, uh, yeah. Send me that. I, I, the way I'm doing them is, uh, if you, if you want a signed copy, I will send them to you. Uh, just pay the shipping, and then, um, uh, the, the so you can leave me a review. I, I will just send it to you if you pay for the shipping. It's free, but buy it on Amazon and then give it to a friend. So that way. Okay. Am- this is your verified purchase order, and then you can leave me a review. That's the price is the review. I'll let Nick catch what you just said once he listens to the podcast. Because yeah. he's got to listen to this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the the book the book is uh, is really good, and it talks specifically about uh, specifically about that. Where like your awareness, like who you are, is actually not your body, and it's not your emotions. It's actually just the. Um, just you, it's just yourself and yourself. The best thing you can do is be aware. And so being aware of your emotions is important, but more importantly, being aware that you're experiencing things and then thinking of that voice in your head as a, as a whole different person almost. And then how you treat that person is how you treat yourself. So it's in the same way that you were saying, it's like, how, if the person outside of you was standing next to you, would you punch them or would you hug them? Right. That yeah. was like, the thing, somebody said that to me once and I was like, oh, that's, huge and that's a good way to learn to forgive yourself because it's like it's all about giving yourself love and your self-kindness and yourself some uh some slack cutting yourself some slack that doesn't mean let yourself get away with dumb shit yeah there's a line there right but no, it's, it is like learning and teaching and, and and motivating yourself as a as almost like an it's a person apart from you internally um 100%. that's beautiful good good advice so hopefully if you're listening you need to forgive yourself for that shitty thing you did. Hey, first of all, it's okay. Hug yourself. That's right. Give yourself a You're hug. You're okay. Oh, mm. that's so cute. Now, love this. How did you decide you wanted to come back after 400 units? Like, oh, Dude, no. good question. Um, <laughs> so I think for me, Brutal. so um, like during high school, I, I quit. I quit way too many sports that I wish I would have stayed in. So like, for example, basketball, um, I remember I quit after my freshman year because I didn't have my growth spurt. I was like five, five and a hundred pounds soaking wet. And I just never got playing time, which I love basketball. And, you know, I would, um, in my like middle school years would get playing time. And, um, then I hit freshman year and just didn't grow with everyone else. And so just didn't get any playing time. And, 
bitched out and just quit that year. And so um, quit that. And there was just like a couple other things I had quit. And I was like, man, there's just this pattern of me quitting things when things get kind of tough. And so that's how I kind of viewed this. It was like, I, I knew that the skills that I was learning here and the people I was surrounded with were one skills I wanted to learn and one skills that could propel me in the future and two people that I wanted to be surrounded with because just of who they were and people ahead of me in their you know walk in Southwestern or their walk in life um, where people had or had uh, traits and qualities that I wanted. And so that was the motivation for me. And then obviously, you know, the prospect of, you know, what you could possibly do in Southwestern um, was also motivating as well to want to come back. So it was more so me asking them if I could come back um, mm. at the end of the summer. But clever. That's beautiful. And actually, that's true. I mean, even if even if like maybe people shouldn't or shouldn't come back to Southwestern, that's not for us to decide. That's more, more up to them. But um, it's hard to find that group of people in college. I think that was one of the hardest things about leaving was that you're leaving the people because whoever you go meet next just won't. It's not that they're not as good. I don't want to qualify or quantify people, but it's just different. And it's hard to yeah. find the the um, the motivation, right? So it, a clear example is when – did you ever like get someone to tell someone like in Southwestern, I'm going to run like a half marathon? Yeah. Right? And then – and, and then they're like, yeah, of course. Or what did you just do a full? Like that's typically but Mitch Johnson. That was the thing. Mitch Johnson uh, was sold. I think still maybe during the same time yeah. he did around the same time. Yeah, and, I know Mitch's. And uh, we we Danny and I were you know hanging out, and he comes up to us like, dudes, I think I'm gonna start. And that's a very Mitch thing to say, dudes. I think I'm gonna start a. <laughs> I think I'm gonna run a half marathon. And Danny and I looked at each other like, and Danny's like half. I'm like half. <laughs> and he just kind of looked at us. No, I should probably run a full marathon, huh? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should do that. Like that is a, it's just so common around book people that, that they, they yep. just believe in you so much that it's hard to, when you leave and you tell someone else, I'm, I'm going to run a half marathon. They're like, oh, that's so far. Yeah. You fucking crazy. Like, or when you tell and it's people, like, oh. or when you tell people like, for example, um, something I never realized is how. Um, not even just running a half marathon, but just driving 20, 26 miles, <laughs> like how far that would drive for other people that don't do this job and how much we drive is. Yeah. It's like, wow. It's just, um, sorry. It's that's just that like, <laughs> yeah, it's a stupid comparison, <laughs> but. But it's true. Uh, it's so true. Yeah. It's true. Um, but you're totally right. It's, um, I think that's one of the coolest things about Southwestern and then, um, you know, still being around book kids and this is um, their willingness to be blunt with you, um, but in mm -hmm. and critique you, but in such a loving way, you know, it, you know, you always know, it knows it comes from a good place with the people that you find in these organizations. Right. Right, man. And that, that's true. And that's it. It, it. That's what's hard because you and I, I'm a victim of that. I fall into that sometimes where I'm like, I stop believing in myself or in other people when they, they say that they're going to do something. And it's like, dude, that's not your call. You, you don't know what they're capable of. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. it, there is something to that. There is something to the skeptics line up right away. And, and book people don't are, are not often skeptics when you tell them things that you're planning on doing, especially if they're big. In fact, the bigger yeah. they are, the more the more likely they are to believe in you. Um, mm -hmm. So 
that's been what's cool about the show is that after the show guests talk to us and they're all like this is so cool what you're doing like you're gonna make it far this is like and it's like wow i needed to hear that even because you forget sometimes you know and yeah and, and it's like so cool to be part of that environment that and i'm sure you're you're still getting that you know, right with, with nick and sam and all the other other folks that you're working with so good 100%. stuff brother. yeah glad absolutely. you came back glad you came back yeah. all right so so uh let's let's work through maybe like some of uh some of like the highlights of your career and then yeah. we can jump into ponytails yeah that sounds good um so let's see here second summer i uh sold in texas and tejas i was in harker i was in harker heights texas um actually i lived yeah lived in harker heights which was like in between um waco and austin texas and so yeah super hot not a good place to not be on schedule <laughs> that's another thing <laughs> is there you might as well just stay working because it's way hotter taking a break and sitting in your car than it is just you know going to that next door and you know getting inside and talking to a family so just go work yeah. it's way easier <laughs> <laughs> if anything if you didn't hear anything else up to this point that's the thing go work. yeah um so yeah i was in um I was in Texas that second summer. Highlights from that second summer, it, honestly, you know, it becomes such a blur at, uh, with, you know, that many summers together and it being such a similar, you know, experience each summer. Um, like I said, I sold like 700 units that summer. The next summer after that, I was in Texas again. I was in Sherman, Texas, which um, this isn't necessarily a ponytail. It's just a funny story. Uh, so our, our, we're here yeah. for it. <laughs> so our our host family i should say host dad if you will not a dad um again each summer i've had to knock on doors for um to find places for for you know us to live and so the third summer we didn't have a spot to live we were knocking we were staying in a an extended stay called the travelers Inn. it was like some trucker uh, extended stay it was sketchy <laughs> but it was a good time <laughs> i remember i remember being excited that we could come back after knocking and uh watch the nba finals that was the year that that was what 2017 so that was the year that lebron was you know going up against um the i think warriors. that was the that, yeah the warriors great, and I think he, great series great yeah series yeah yeah and so game that was six hype. And yeah stops and Guadala. yeah yeah solid. so that was hype coming back to that but um I remember Matt Ross sent me a Craigslist ad for this, uh, you know, this uh, person renting out a room on the end of their double wide trailer. And so me and Sam Warner hop in a car, drive, or I call this guy first and he, he picks up and he's like, yeah, who is it? And I was like, this is Austin. I'm calling about the ad you have on Craigslist. He's like, why are you from Michigan? I was like, uh, well, I'm a college student down here for an internship. I, I have two other roommates with me. We're looking for a place for the summer. He's like, I don't know, man, this kind of seems like a scam. And I was like, do you mind if we just meet up? He's like, yeah, that's fine. Come on over. And so we get over there on the ad. It says he's married. And when we get out of the car, he looks at Sam and I, and first of all, I should say we pull up to the house and he has like this, I can't remember. It's a geo tracker. You know what a geo tracker looks like? It's like a it's like a, a really boxy looking SUV. But he had spray painted it himself, like camo, and 
he had a motorcycle outside um and dude this guy is like was like the most racist like homophobic like you name it but he went to He's church every Texas. Sunday. yeah he was from Texas. <laughs> he was the person you think of that's from yes. texas and i'm yes. not saying all texas are like this i'm just saying he was yes. for sure from Te- that guy yeah. was for sure from texas exactly like bald head <laughs> Um, on the back, on the back of his geo, his camo geo tracker, it said F U Islam, like just like the most outlandish stuff ever. Um, and we get out of the, we get, yeah, bro. We get out of the car. And the first thing he says to Sam and I is you two aren't homos, are you? And I'm like, Whoa, (laughs) like, take it easy, man. Like, come on now. Um, he's like, that's no, geez. (laughs) (laughs) We're not good looking enough. Come on, man. (laughs) Uh, but he's like, all right. He's like, that's cool. Me, but that's why I put, I have a wife in my ad. So I don't get any, uh, anyway. Um, and so (laughs) get any, any characters. What he said. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't have a wife. All he had was a dog. And so he takes us in into the uh, the the room he had built on the end of his double wide trailer. It had it was like a ten by ten living room where we would stack all our books, and then there was a bathroom and then a bedroom. And the place had fleas. <laughs> and nice. the guy's name I never learned the guy's last name. I know his first name was James, but everyone calls him Wingnut. But anyway, we we. Come to find out after living there the entire summer, sleeping three to a queen size bed in that back room that he used to manufacture methamphetamines. He was like one of the biggest meth manufacturers and distributors in Sherman, Texas. Um, And he got out of it because he got his head bashed in with a baseball bat outside a bar once. Um, And it was getting too much heat, but he was now a, like born again Christian and going to church every Sunday, you know, despite his like outward appearance, he actually had a you know pretty soft spot to him um, and some decent qualities about him. But I definitely learned not how to live my life living that summer with Wingnut. Um, I mean, nice. he would bring he would bring home hookers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. R- real, and then and then and then on Sunday go to church. Yeah, and just, then on Sunday go to church. Just, I remember him coming in one night after getting home from knocking and him being like, Hey guys, I got this girl out here. Uh she's she'd offer uh ten bucks for a BJ if you guys want. And we're like, I think we're good. <laughs> and then we just slide our little <laughs> slide our little <laughs> our separation. We believe in low expenses, sir, but that's yeah. you pay what you get. Right, you get what you pay. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think I can enter that into my expense report at checkout. Yeah, that's uh, that's that, yeah, that, that that's not a a business report. That's not a write off. No, not 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 so not whatsoever. So the, so that was that was the highlight of that summer, um, <laughs> living with Wingnut, and then uh, my fourth summer, yeah. And then my fourth summer, I was in um, South Carolina, um, uh, right across from Augusta, Georgia, and uh, we lived no, we lived in Aiken, South Carolina, right across from Augusta, Georgia. And that was a cool area. We had this house to ourselves. Um, there were seven of us, all on air mattress, uh, on air mattresses in this house. We all shared one bathroom, 
Um, it was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, do you know Alex Silva by chance? I do not know Alex Silva. No. Okay. So Alex Silva was with me then. Um, and me, Alex, it was me and one other like experienced rep and then, uh, four other rookies. And so that was, a, that was a cool summer there, but, um, some of my highlights, like, I guess, should we jump into like the ponytail? Part of this, yeah. If you or... want to, we can go to the ponytails. It's about okay. yeah, that makes sense. Let me uh let me talk a little bit about our last couple of sponsors and then uh, yeah, dude. But first of all, a comment on wing though. I mean, you were like you had the dollar store Heisenberg from Breaking Bad as a host. Yeah, bro. That's, that's basically. Like... Let me see if I can. Yeah, here I got a picture for you. Let me sh- show you what wing nut looks like. Hell uh, yeah, I want to see wing nut. And it's so, a good thing we yeah. don't know his name, so that way it can will be a legal. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, yeah. this guy is a clown. Uh, Damn. Geez. While you find that, um, a couple of a couple of a word from our uh, a partner from Enlight. Um, all right, guys. Enlight Energy is a solar company, and they are crushing it. So Julio Hernandez, we actually talked a little bit about him. We had a pretty funny story from uh, from Naomi James last episode uh, for, with Julio. Uh, he former DSF, but now he moved on and is currently owns and runs uh, a solar company that is looking for people to go work with. So they do work remote. You can work from wherever. Uh, purchase leads if you want them. And if you're in Florida specifically, they're looking for people to go door to door. Control your own schedule. You can do a part-time. You can do a full-time. But if, as we know, similar to pest control and, and uh, some other industries, when you go solar, it is a lucrative lucrative uh contract and so you can actually get paid i think i think solar pays more than most door-to-door opportunities and if you're looking for something to do um and, and you live in florida specifically god give us a call we'll get you guys hooked up julio they are looking for people to join them this summer working i work with them cannot say better things about that company they are awesome love them lots and that is it that is it for now um cool my guy so did you find this picture of wingna i found him i found him so this is wing wait, wait. Text me this. Text me this, and I will okay. I will share it share it to the screen and put it on the. Oh, also by the way, I found this. Check it out. Yes, there it is. So it's like like that basically. <laughs> That's oh perfect. my god! Nothing says I live in Texas than a camo geo tracker. Ting. Right. That's All right. A... Just sent it to you. Okay. Let's see. I'll put it up. Here we go. I can pull it up here. This is hilarious, folks. If you're um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can join us on uh, uh, YouTube at this point. It's about an hour and ten minutes into the show, and you can see a picture of this incredible human being. Um, incredible, more not not necessarily as a positive, just like really just hard to believe that yeah. that is a human being. Um, where the heck? How do I? How do and I? And that we this? lived with him for an entire summer. And kept yeah, like the, probably close to fifteen, maybe twenty thousand dollars worth of cash in that's that bedroom. Wow. Yeah. What is this? I don't even know what this is. Um, okay, hang on. Let me close this so we can get a full screen of this guy. All right. Bear with us. Bear with us. I think this is it. Yeah. Here we go. Drum roll. Oh no! You can't see it. What the heck? Should I just oh, pull, man. put it on the camera again? Yeah, you pull it on the phone. screen from now. I'm trying to figure out how we can share this because it's StreamYard. Oh my God, what a gentleman! What yeah. what a what, what uh? 
I love that his camo pants match his camo geo tracker. That's my favorite. You know, you can you can say a lot of things about James, a lot of bad things, but what you can't say about him is he lacks style. That's for sure. Let me see if I got a. He's very on brand. Here we go. Here's him in his motorcycle, and then his geo tracker in the back. Sexy, sexy. Yeah. Oh, so, here we go. Here we go. Boom. There it is. That's James Wingnut, baby. Biggest you guys met aren't homos, are you? In Sherman, Texas. So, wow. He's not never... a fan of gay people. So sorry about that. We're not a fan of him necessarily. This yes. podcast is not affiliated with James Wingnut. Um, yes, whatsoever. <laughs> but what a character! What a human! Wow. I wonder who he voted for. You know, just that's a good question. <laughs> big mystery. I would wonder... say probably. Probably Bernie. I feel like he's feeling the burn. He, he looks what? like a Bernie fan for sure. Yeah, for 100%. sure. No, uh, Pete Buttigieg, the 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 gay candidate. You know, for sure that guy. Yeah, obviously 100%. not Trump. One hundred percent not Trump. No, not at all. Couldn't imagine whatsoever. that. If you can't hear the sarcasm in her voice, Jesus. Um, all right, time for some funny tales. <laughs> hey man, so it's your mic. You can share as many of these as you want. Uh, sometimes people share one, sometimes people share 12. It's your call. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, one of my, one of my favorite, like, just like never like quit on a day stories from my second summer was, uh, I was out in, you know, the boonies of Texas driving my silver sled. I drove, I drove a Buick LeSabre all four summers and it had like 300, 300 plus miles, thousand miles on it. But anyway, um, terrible terrible handling because you know those steering wheels are obviously made for old people to be able to turn so like it had so much sag in it and so you would basically turn the wheel halfway to be able to start cornering but um (laughs) i i remember i was like it was a really hot day it was like three o'clock i was still on zero i had just like knocked on this trailer out in the middle of nowhere and for some reason used their front door which was like it was like a trailer that was like 10 feet in the air, at least the front the front door. So there was like wooden steps up to it. And there was like weeds growing through the wooden steps. Like if I knew what I was doing, I would not have knocked on that door. But anyway, got up the, the door, knocked on it. And then I just get attacked by a swarm of wasps and just get stung like five, six, seven times. And, you know, at that point, it's only like, it's only like week three. I think it was week three. And, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, that, like, after that was kind of rattled, I was like, just kicking myself in the, like, just getting my ass kicked, basically. And um, the first thought was like, man, I do not want to be doing this right now. I should just go, you know, find somewhere just to collect my thoughts for a second. That's always, that was always my, my trigger was like, I just need to take a breather. And so like, that's another piece of advice I have is like, find out if you, uh, you know, have a trigger and, you know, find any way to have a stack to be able to avoid that. But anyway, side tangent, um, kept driving. So um, luck, luckily didn't pull off on the side of the road. Uh, like an hour later, still on zero. It's like four o'clock. I almost, there's a cow in the middle of the road on this dirt road. And I freaking Tokyo drift around this cow going like 40 miles per hour. Somehow keep that sled between the ditches. Do not go off the road. Do not hit the cow. Still rattled at this point um and now it's like five six o'clock at night and i'm 
my tea I had for the day. Um, I, I can't remember what it was. Oh no, sorry. At that point it was like more like six or seven o'clock at night. And I had already started working through the turf I worked through earlier that day and already burned through that. And I was like, well, I could either go knock cold houses for the rest of gravy, or I could go back to this one town where I know there are like maybe five or six people who I haven't caught up with. And they were all Hispanic families. And I was like, that's like 10 minutes away. Or this new stuff is like, I don't know, like a mile up the road. And I was like, you know what? I just have this feeling I'm going to go back. And so I go back to Saluda, Texas, where I was selling, knock on the first places, like the first store, um, sit down with them and sell, I think like a five set. I was like, okay, let's go. Got, got a little momentum. We're off zero, seven o'clock. Go, and then they recommend me to another friend who had already told me no. And so I go up the street and then they're like, no, no, no. We said no. Um, I'm speaking like broken English. Get in the door by showing them the picture I just took with the last people. And then they bought a math set. And um, oh. and so now we're, you know, we're, we're feeling it. We're going, you know, we're, we're at like, I don't know. What is that? Like 50, like 40, 50 some units at that point, somewhere around there. Um, and then come to find out during that sit down that a lot of the Hispanic families thought that I was like a child predator because like one couldn't speak English or couldn't speak Spanish and I was speaking broken English with them. And so I, all I would do is like say, oh, uh, me vende libros para los niños, which is, I think I sell kids books or something like that. I sell and books I would show for the kids. Yeah, I sell books for the but kids. But that's like saying, I have a van and I have popsicles. <laughs> yeah. And I would just show them pictures of me with, with families and kids. And so I guess there was just the rumor that I was like a child predator. Look at my victims. Look at my victims. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, go to another person, another Hispanic uh, family that recommend, sell them a six set. And then uh, at that point, it's like 10 o'clock at night. They had recommended me. Um, Oh, can you see all of me? Yeah, your AirPods said, I think. That's okay. Okay. Um, but anyway, and then they recommended me one more family, knocked on that door at like 1030 at night and then sold another tour four. And so like between like like seven o'clock and like 1030, 11 o'clock, you know, sold um, like, you know, so like over, over 100 units. I can't remember exactly what it was, but just That's felt brilliant. so good. Um, just because of, you know, what my summers were typically like and, you know, what I would have typically done on a day like that. And so that was something that I would put in a cookie jar for, you know, for future times when I, you know, wanted to just, you know, pull off and take a break. Dude, that's cool. I love how all, most book people are going to listen to us and be like, oh, I had a day like that too. But, you know, it's so special to each of us. You know, it's kind of like a dog. It's like, I don't really care about your dog, but my dog's cool, but I need that to, to hold on to. Like, I listen to the story. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is that is so cool to hear about. Like, it's a common story, but what that's not important. What's important is the lesson that you learn, dude, how that day could have changed your life. You know, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine you like quit that day. Yeah. What would you hang on to? And how would that not have been able to, you know, oh man. And you clear your name as a child predator, which really is a huge... <laughs> Exactly. Huge positive. Yeah. <laughs> very, very good. 100%. Um, so yeah, that was one of my favorite, like never give up on a day stories. Um, another fun story. Um, this was more of just like a funny story, not of like, not of like a pony. 
at the end of it. I was, it was my first summer um, in Asheville, North Carolina area. I was in a sit or I knocked on this like trailer out in the middle of nowhere. Knocked on a lot of trailers. <laughs> I think I knocked on too many trailers to be honest. <laughs> uh, if you can't tell that there's a, a theme of the the houses I would knock on. <laughs> but anyway. Double wide trailers, racist dude. In the middle of the country, a white siding trailer with the sun just beating off of that white siding trailer and you're, and they tell you that you have to do the sit down on the porch and you're just dripping sweat into the book while you're demoing. That's what, that's my kind of sit down, but yes, uh, you're like uh, this. I remember I got in or the lady or the mom at the door was like, oh, I, can't, I don't think we should, or I don't think you should come in right now. My son's kind of sick. I was like, that's okay. Like I'll just sit like far away from him. So I'm in there. The son's on the couch. Um, he definitely looks sick. I'm doing the demo to the mom and all of a sudden I just hear him start to like, he had a trash can next to him. I just start to he, like hear him gag a little bit. And then he starts throwing up into the trash can, which I'm not, I don't have like too weak of a stomach. So like noise and like the sound of someone throwing up doesn't really set me off. But dude, the smell of this man <laughs> vomit was absolutely <laughs> atrocious. In and so heat. that started getting me going. I started to feel my gag reflex go. And then I threw up all over myself in this mom's chair. And so now her son's throwing up. I'm throwing up on myself. Um, long story short, she did not buy books. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, That's brutal. Yeah. That's brutal, dude. Ouch. Yeah, that was. Uh, and the PR. Oh, yeah. the PR was great. Has um, the puke kid come by with you? The book kid that was sorry. the puke? Has a puking kid come by your house yet, Tamara? Tamar? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, and then another, like, I don't know. There's so many, like, I, like, and you know this too. That after like doing it for so long, all of it just kind of blends together at at a certain point. Yeah. Um, got thrown in the back of a cop car once. That was fun. Hell so, yeah. Still made it through the rest of that day. Um, didn't didn't stop after that. So that was like another cool, cool little like nugget in my little cookie jar of like not quitting on a day um i got a question for you so tell me the coolest thing you said coolest thing you did while off schedule we can we can we can wrap it with put a bow in it with that yeah the most um, fun thing or the craziest thing or the or like the most like wild thing it doesn't have to be anything too crazy but it's just like your favorite thing that you did while you were off schedule dude it was probably my first summer i was in like obviously Asheville. And I just, I just drove the Blue Ridge Mountain Parkway through there. And I pulled off on like these like overlooks of the valley and like was reading a book at the time. Actually, I think I was reading uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you've never been off schedule until you read that book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a great and book. That's a great book. It is a great book. Um, and then I like, yeah, just drove that, that whole like parkway. And, um, oh, I remember one time I, I went and saw, I saw the new, like, I saw the, I saw Jurassic World on my birthday by myself. <laughs> that was the most depressing thing ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, oh yeah. The, Dude. the day I drove the parkway, like it ended, um, coming down from the mountains and at the base of the mountain was this amazing, like ice cream parlor. And I had the best ice cream cone ever. And I just sat there depressed 
licking that ice cream cone because I knew I should be working, <laughs> but that ice cream was amazing. So that's epic, dude. No, honestly, honestly, a couple of things the way you said. One, going to the movies by yourself is actually a very nice experience. It is. It's it's very pleasant. It's it's strange, especially yeah. in the summer. It is yeah. it's a pleasant experience. If you're of schedule, don't be. But if you have to be, you should go to the movies. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's cheap. You can get it for five bucks. Yeah. It's a good way to kill a couple hours. And honestly, like I, it's not. I kept doing it after I I sold books. I'm yeah. like, I'm just gonna go to the movies by myself. It's nice. Yeah. Like it's it's a good experience. It is. Kind uh, of- and. It's sad and two, on your birthday when you know you're supposed to. Do yes, I was gonna say yes. That that is the thing. And two, I also did the thing my you know my my third summer where I found where the good ice cream was. Yeah. And and I this is why I mean I was already off schedule. Like I was super off schedule my third summer. But I'm a huge Formula One fan. I don't know if okay. you've ever heard of Formula One, but yeah. it's awesome. And and Mario Andretti or Mario Andretti, who was yeah. a Formula One champion lived in this where i was selling in fact i knocked on his door but people often told me that he would go get ice cream at this ice cream shop there's like a mom and pop shop you know this you know the place it's like a really small like it's 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 the cute college girl working yeah have a nice day you're like i'm gonna come back to this ice cream shop again (laughs) for sure um because she's like she's like what are you doing i'm in college i'm in college too i'm taking college center community college and or whatever and you're like eh, cool anyway so i was like shit one of these summer nights i run into the guy like what what if i run into the legend yeah and so and so you know on the days where i was like off schedule or like i like the day was i'm like i'm not locking cold houses in the dark i'm just gonna go get ice cream never ran into the guy until i knocked on his door but there's something nice about a good ice cream you know to to <laughs> to, to, to cope with your depression of being off schedule and guilt and Absolutely. shame Absolutely. it goes down better with ice cream i mean because you could have the guilt anyway exactly um, but it's nice with a chocolate scoop but probably yeah, just stay on schedule and then buy all the fucking ice cream in the world you want in the in the summer. One hundred percent. That's definitely the better way. I mean, what we're saying is not a recommended thing. But if yeah. that's what you're going to do anyway, because you already know, and there's nothing really anybody can tell you to not do it, and you know yeah. it, I know it, you know yeah. it. <laughs> People who've been on schedule know it. Might as well go get some ice cream. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Let it let the guilt go down with chocolate. Um, and that could be our bow for this <laughs> wonderful about. <laughs> But you puking onto a customer's chair. <laughs> rough, dude. That's rough. Yeah. It's brutal. Yep. My man, Aaron. Well, Austin, I, I called you Aaron because I was thinking of Aaron Raleigh and uh, Nick Warner and all the yeah. folks. I was going to give you guys a shout out. Um, if you guys want to go listen to a little bit more about um, um, uh, episodes that involve learning a little bit more about what Updiv is doing, if you want to be interested in Updiv and if you want to learn a bit more about what's, what they're all about and how to get involved, you can listen to Nick Warner's episode that aired April 1st. I think that was 104. You can go listen to Aaron Raleigh's, which I think was episode 86 or 87. And then you can obviously go back and listen. If you're just not tuning in, you can go back to the beginning of this one. Austin Heron is uh, about to go embark on a mission of badass success in uh, in his summer with Aptive. My guy, I wish you the best of luck uh, in, uh, in just good fortune, good good door knocking, happy hunting season. It's, it's a good... Uh, it's a, this part of the summer right before you go sell books is a really cool feeling when you're about to just really do something big. I could tell you really like relaxed with it. I could tell you're very, very uh, confident what you're about to go do. So I know you're going to co- continue with this trajectory of continuous growth throughout all your summers. And so Absolutely. this is going to be a, your best summer yet. Um, yep. I'm looking forward to it. Keep in touch, my man. Uh, you have Definitely. my phone number. 
Uh, please, uh, if you see some funny, you know what'd be good if you could do for me is if you could send me some funny sh- pictures from the book field or from the, I guess from the from the field in general. Yeah. Absolutely. So you always run into some funny shit. So uh, te- text it to us. Um, that'd be kind of fun to have book kids do that too, so we can uh, highlight it on episodes on the air. Um, absolutely. Cool, man. Hope you enjoyed your time, guys. We'll, we're going to leave you with this one. Uh, be sure you tune in on Thursday, 7 Central. We have Roger Sype in the house. That is going to be a very, very fun episode. Um, you got Everybody knows Roger Sype from the Advanced Sales Tape. Um, we'll catch you on that one. August 20, or April 22nd is going to be our uh, party in Nashville. Uh, if you guys want to join to that, keep an eye out for the RSVPs or um, send us a message so you know how you can RSVP for that. And, of course, uh, make sure you subscribe, like, follow, review, all that jazz. Um, my man, um, Austin, have a great rest of your day. Goodbye, everybody. This has been episode 108 of the Ponytails Podcast. See you next one. Bye. Peace.